Writing your oncology case report is a huge undertaking, and it's easy to make silly mistakes that can derail your entire writing process. That's why you need my brand new masterclass, the three-step framework for a finished case report. In this free masterclass, you'll learn three of the biggest mistakes to avoid when writing your case report, the secrets to actually finishing your case report, no matter the patient case you've chosen, and my proven three-step framework for starting and finishing your very own oncology case report. Save your seat today at theoncopt.com slash framework. Again, that's theoncopt.com slash framework. Hey everybody, this is Elise, host of the OncoPT podcast. And in today's episode, we're going to be talking about four ways that we can make sure that we're taking care of ourselves during quarantine. Because let's face it, it is July, almost August, which first of all, I don't even know where that happened. But here we are, it's almost August, and we're uh, definitely still in the throes of all the chaos that's happening. It's, it's wearing on me, and I know that it's wearing on a lot of our colleagues. It's wearing on our patients. It's wearing on our patients' family members. And how do, how do we do this? How do we take care of ourselves? Because ultimately, if we're not taking care of ourselves, we're not taking care of our patients. Welcome to the Onco PT Podcast, where you'll learn from oncology experts, practitioners, and patients to help you on your journey to become a confident and competent Onco PT. Here's your host, Elise Decker. All right, everybody, so let's jump in today to the four tips I have for staying sane during quarantine, during this pandemic, during trying to just, you know, kind of survive during all of this. And I'm very thankful that I have had a lot of supportive colleagues and family members and friends who have really helped me find these four tips that have helped me tremendously during this time to just kind of keep a grip on things and be able to really focus in my efforts, my attention, my energy, and my heart onto my patients at this time. And I wanted to pass them on to you because, you know, that's why we're here. That's why we're here to learn and share with each other and to take care of each other. Because ultimately, if we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not able to take care of our patients. And that's the whole reason we're here at the end of the day. So first tip for staying sane is to take care of your body. And I think this idea of self-care has gotten to be really buzzy right now, but I want to dive into what exactly does this mean when I say take care of your body. As physical therapists, one of our first thoughts should be physical activity, exercise, you know, different sets and repetitions of different exercises, maybe in a very structured format. Maybe it's in the gym, maybe it's at home, but maybe that looks more unstructured, like taking a walk with your dog or with your family, going hiking. Maybe it's just jump roping and hula hooping in your backyard, but something that gets you up and moving and taking care of your body. One of the things that I tell patients all the time is motion is lotion, and we talk about how good movement is for our body and how it's going to make you feel better. And that doesn't change just because we're prescribing it to ourselves. And in fact, we should really be the best at doing these because we are the example for we are the examples for our patients. And I can definitely say I have really been slacking in this department over the last few months. 
I'm so tired when I come home from work, dealing with everything, trying to stay on top of things, making sure that I'm, you know, taking care of my PT duties, but, you know, all the other stuff that goes along with it, taking care of my patients, taking care of, you know, my family and my friends and whatnot. That It really wears on me. And so I think for me, when I come home, I don't want to do those things. I don't want to exercise because I'm just so tired and it's just another thing to do. But what I have found to be really successful for me to help me be better about exercising, moving more, is to set a time every day. And I set aside that time and that's my exercise time or that's my movement time. That's my, you know, physical activity time. And if for me, if I schedule it, if I make that time on my calendar, I'm way more likely to actually get it done than if I'm just to arbitrarily say, yeah, I need to exercise tomorrow. If I have that obligation on my planner or on my calendar to do, I'm going to do it most likely. And I know that when I do it, after I exercise, I feel so much better. But for me, it's a lot of times getting to the point. And I think for a lot of us and for a lot of our patients, it's actually getting to the point, making the exercise the priority to the point we're actually going to do it. So another part of taking care of your body is a balanced diet. And I don't mean I want you to go on a diet right now. I would rather that you follow that we follow an 80-20 rule. And what that means is 80% of the time, you're eating well. You're eating a balanced diet that's full of fruits and vegetables and lean protein and whole grains and overall just eating well, taking care of your body by eating the ingredients that are going to fuel it, empower it, and not harm it. 80% of the time. So that leaves 20% of the time. And with that 20% of the time, you have permission to treat yourself. Yes, that is a Parks and Rec reference. 20% of the time, you are eating the more fun stuff. So for me, that's wine. That's, you know, whatever whiskey that my husband and I are, you know, are trying at the time. Maybe that's some sweet pastries from the shop down the road. Maybe that's just some straight up trash pizza that I really like to eat. When I allow myself that 20% of the time to be eating not as great, I find that I'm much more compliant with the 80% of the time eating well. I am an eater. I love to eat. And I have to have the ability to eat some junk every once in a while in order to really stay on top of my goals of trying to eat balanced. And I find for a lot of my patients, having that balance is something that we need in order to really stay sane. Again, that's kind of part of this podcast here. So taking care of your body, first tip in staying sane. The next tip I want to cover is taking care of your mind. And when I talk about mind, for me, this can look like learning. I really love to learn. But maybe for you, this is something a little different. Maybe this is doing puzzles. Maybe this is, you know, reading. Maybe it's you know, trying to work out different problems or, you know, even coloring, whatever it looks like, we have to be able to take care of our bodies and our minds. During quarantine, one of the strategies I have found to be really helpful is to stay on top of my learning. 
And I have really thrown myself into different webinars and watching Facebook lives and even having, you know, educational chats with friends. I'll tell you, they don't start that way, but they end up that way because usually we're all kind of nerding out about whatever patient at the time. And then we end up teaching each other stuff, which is really cool. And I did not think that was going to be how I spent my quarantine, but here we are. Zoom happy hours sometimes turn educational in nature. So I have really, really enjoyed getting to take different courses and, you know, different webinars, etc. because I find that what I'm doing with my time now, what I'm learning, I can then take into my, my practice with my patients. And maybe that's not going to be something I can actually implement for a while. That's okay, but the learning and the engagement that we're doing now, the brain work we're doing now is only going to serve our patients in the future. So by working to take care of your mind, and for me, that looks like not spending as many aimless hours on Instagram and Facebook and whatnot, but by really taking care of my mind, I am challenging myself to be thinking critically and to just keep stretching myself so that I know I can affect patients more positively when I do get to, you know, start treating them in a post-COVID fashion, whatever that looks like, honestly. So first two strategies, one, take care of your body. Number two, take care of your mind. And then the third one I want to talk about is taking care of your soul or your spirit. And sometimes this sounds a little fruity, a little, uh, you know, kind of head in the clouds kind of thing. But I found that this actually really resonates with my patients. And this was at the suggestion of a colleague who said, you know, instead of asking someone how they're doing today, ask how their soul is. So I started doing that and got really, really good feedback from my patients. But I think what surprised me more is I started doing this for myself And asking my friends and my colleagues, you know, how is your soul? How is your heart doing today? And I found that I was able to have much more deep conversations with people, you know, starting with patients, but then also with others, but then again with myself. And I think really centering in on some of the things that I'm experiencing and that I'm feeling that may be a little deeper than the surface has helped me start to process some frustrations that I'm having and some stresses and some sadness that I think we're, we as a community are experiencing during COVID. And if you're looking for really concrete ways to do this, um, other ways that you can be taking care of your spirit and your soul would be meditation. Maybe it's prayer. Maybe it's contemplative quiet time. Any number of these things where you can recenter and kind of get out of the wear and tear of the day and for me you know it's a lot of go 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 even though I'm not working you know still full-time it's it still feels just as crazy as before which I think is wild to me so but having this quiet time having this you know dedicated time where I can pray and kind of think about things has been really calming for me I know I was really having a tru- having trouble sleeping because uh, my mind would just run at night. And I found that, again, if I spend just a little time before I, you know, lay my head down at night, I'm so much calmer and I have such a better quality of sleep, which I was not anticipating, but it had been an extremely pleasant side effect um, of trying to incorporate a little more of that quiet time into my schedule. And it, you know, 
being able to sleep better, I wake up in a better mood and I'm able to do my job more appropriately and serve my patients better, which is of course always a good thing. So taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, and taking care of your soul and your spirit. First three tips, the last four I'm going to go over is remember why you're doing this in the first place. It's critical to center in on the reason behind why you're showing up day after day for your patients, for your coworkers, for your family. Some of us aren't even in the clinic these days. Maybe we're at home taking care of family members, children, parents, you know, any number of people. And maybe you're in the clinic, maybe you're in your hospital, maybe you're in your facility taking care of patients part-time or full-time, and maybe you're in a completely different kind of, you know, space right now, not taking care of patients, not taking care of family members, but having to do something else in the realm of oncology, physical therapy, you know, to ultimately pay the bills. And I think we get wrapped up in this, okay, got to go to work, got to get a paycheck, any number of these things that kind of get our our brains wrapped up and not focused on the real reason behind what we're doing, what we're doing. The real reason behind what you're doing, why you got into this in the first place, has to be at the forefront of your mind and your heart during all of this. Because going through the motions and running the rat race like we, you know, maybe we used to, I know I'm guilty of it, before COVID hit, is not serving me and it's not serving my patients. And I found that once I was able to really reflect on my motivation behind what I'm doing, I have a much better attitude and a much better perspective on when I go to work and when I'm showing up for my patients and I'm doing this, that, and the other. And I frankly have a little less resentment, which was hard to put a name to. But now once I've identified it, I feel a lot better. And, you know, for me, that was one of the feelings that I have been experiencing over the past few months that I didn't quite understand. And I, I'm starting to work through it. um, Because I think I'm starting to take better care of myself. And my goal for this episode is to talk you through these strategies, but to remind you at the end of the day that If you're not taking care of yourself, there's no way that we can take care of our patients. And our patients have got to get 110% of us all the time. And I know that when I'm not myself, when I'm not feeling well, when I don't feel good like I'm taking care of myself, there's no way I can take care of my patients. And that's something that has been a struggle for me during quarantine. And I feel like I'm starting to get better about that and get more on top of it so that I can give of myself better for my patients. So four tips we talked about today, taking care of your body, taking care of your mind, taking care of your spirit and soul, and then remembering what your motivation is, why you got into this in the first place have to be there. Some of the best recommendations and strategies that I've implemented that I wanted to pass on to y'all. Um, And to hopefully encourage you to take better care of yourself so that you can give to others during this time and take care of our patients as best we can. Just a couple last resources that I wanted to leave you with. I'm extremely thankful to um, that some of my 
um, colleagues have been reaching out to me um, and to help me with some of this over the past, you know, gosh, however many months it's been at this point. And um, Angela Wicker Ramos of Cancer Rehab Austin recently shared this amazing resource with me that I wish I had had months ago, honestly. Um, So first of all, Angela, if you're listening, thank you so much for sharing that with me. So, and she then asked to share it with all of our, um, you know, our colleagues, which I am doing so obviously here on the podcast, but she and her group at Cancer Rehab Austin have put together the ability for us as providers, as caregivers to tune in to her group's group exercise classes and group meditation classes and all their other group classes that they have been putting on, we can now tune into. And I will include the link. You can go to their schedule that's on their website and, you know, find the classes that are going to work best for you. They are free. They are uh, paid for by the, um, by the resources that she has as donations to put those on. So if you have the capacity and are able to make a donation, I know that is greatly appreciated because they are putting these on free for viewers. Again, the link will be in today's episode show notes. And then if you're looking for continuing education, if you're looking to advance your practice, if you're looking to do some more learning, because again, unfortunately, our licenses, or fortunately, you can look at it either way, our licensures are continuing to, you know, go on. My license is up for renewal very, very shortly. That hasn't changed because of COVID. So anyways, the core competencies course that Survivorship Solutions launched earlier in July is live. They are accepting registrations. And as a OncoPT listener, you do get the special intro pricing with the coupon code that I will include in today's uh, show notes. As a reminder, I am an affiliate for that course, meaning that I do get a portion of the sales from each uh, course through that link at no extra cost to you. So again, if you're looking for courses, if you're looking for that learning, this is a really, really amazing course um, that I'm actually going through myself, have really, really enjoyed it. And I know that it's going to prepare me for not just life back in the clinic, but also for the uh, specialist exam that's coming up next year. So few resources there for you. Again, please make sure that you are taking care of yourself during these times, uh, Things are wild and we're, at least here in Texas, uh, we're going to be here for a while. And so I'm really trying to reach out and encourage my fellow colleagues, my friends, my family members and my patients and their caregivers to take care of themselves. And ultimately at the core of this, at the core of this episode and what I want you to take away from this is you're here because you care for your patients and you want to take care of them. In order to take care of your patients in the best capacity that you can, you have to take care of yourself first. So four strategies to help you take care of yourself to stay sane during these times. And if you are looking for um, additional help, if there's anything else that I can be doing for you at this time, please let me know. Uh, you can find me at theoncopt at gmail.com. I love to talk to my listeners, see if I can help you out in any way. And yeah, thank you so much for listening. I'm really grateful for your time and I will see you next week. 
Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the OnCo PT Podcast. For more episodes, visit theoncopt.com. 